This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. The Tribe Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, which is all about supporting you to start and build a thriving business. Tribe Podcast on Ozpod Syndicate. Sarah St. John is an entrepreneur, podcaster, online course creator, author, and she has created several startups throughout her entrepreneurial career over a decade. She currently owns a podcast production company agency called Tajin. She also the podcast host, host of Frugal Frenure, a building a business on bootstrap budget, which aims to show people how to launch and manage an online business on a budget. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Please welcome Sarah Sanjia. Welcome to the show of Tribe Podcast. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Because of the pandemic right now, how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? Is that a good idea? Then I got to start it up. <laughs> well, actually, it started back in 08, so like 12 years ago. I had had six different jobs that year, not at the same time, but throughout the course of the year, and realized that I wanted to work for myself and be my own boss. And I think I had had an entrepreneurial bug my entire life, you know, like I would get free candy and, and pencils and sell them to friends and whatnot. But I started a photography business in 08. And realized that while I like taking photos of animals and architecture and landscapes, I didn't like taking photos of people, but that's where the money is. I was doing weddings and portraits, but the bigger issue than that was just the expense to maintain and upkeep, you know, camera equipment and lighting and all of that. So I decided to switch to an online business. And so I tried several different things like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, all kinds of stuff. And it was through that process that I discovered all these free or really affordable tools and resources to use to manage a business on a budget. And so then I got the idea to write a book called Frugalpreneur, where I kind of talk about all the different ways to make money online and, and what kind of tools and resources and software to use to, to make that happen <laughs> affordably. And then while I was writing the book, I got the idea to start a podcast also called Frugalpreneur, to coincide with the book, but it was just going to be, you know, 10 episodes or something, uh, just a short-lived thing. But I was getting more 
traction and leverage with the podcast than the book even. So I decided to keep up with the podcast and have enjoyed all the connections that I've made. And, and I was editing and producing my own podcast and I enjoyed that and felt like I was doing a good job with that, that then I launched Podseam, the podcast production agency. And so now I'm like all in on everything podcasting. <laughs> your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host with Beard and Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook. Especially during this pandemic right now, and a lot of people are trying to get their online business. So say, is that possible to start an online business with just $5? Yeah. So there's several different types of online business models. So it depends on which area you go into as far as, far as like specifics, but every business should start out with a website. A lot of people think that, well, social media is enough or if they just have a Facebook page, but the problem is, and you should be on social media, but the problem with only being on social media is that algorithms change. Hardly anyone sees your post without having to pay to boost it. You don't get access to their email addresses to, to market to them and, and email them. It, and you never know when a social network could just go away the next day. I mean, you never, it happened to MySpace. So, so having a website is important. And then, um, which, so you need a domain for that and you can get one for a dollar at oneandone.com. That's actually where I get all my domains. And then if you use WordPress, that's actually free except for hosting, which can be as little as $3 a month, depending on what host you pick. And then you could create a free logo in, in Canva or hire someone on Fiverr and to make one for $5. And then I, I recommend starting an email list right away to capture leads and whatnot. And there's a few different ones that offer uh, a free plan up to a certain number of subscribers. And the one that I use now that I really like, that I think is especially good for content creators, uh, you know, so if you're a podcaster, a blogger, or a YouTuber, is Sinfox. And it's free up to the first 3,000 subscribers. But what I like about it is that you can put in like your YouTube link or your blog or uh, podcast RSS feed, and it'll automatically generate newsletters every week like whenever you publish a new episode and whatnot and send it out automatically to your list. So it saves a lot of time. Um, so I would say to start a business, you know, with five bucks, it would basically be to get a domain for, you know, a dollar. WordPress, and then you have to get hosting, which is, well, it depends on who you go with, but it could be as low as $3. And then you could create a free logo, and then start a free email list. So no matter what area of online business you go into, I think that those are the basics to get started. And then, of course, depending on if you're going into drop shipping, then you might need an extra plug-in and things like that. But, yeah, that's how you can get started really affordably. So you keep saying about the newsletter. So how important is the newsletter in an in a online business or any business? Mm -hmm. 
I think I would say to not do it any more than once a week because you don't want to burn out your list. <laughs> and so, and, and some people only do it like once a month, but I think it's good if you have, especially if you have like a blog or a podcast or YouTube, because then you can send out your latest episode or your latest video or your latest blog post. And it keeps people updated because people might not be subscribed to it or they might, I don't know. It's just an extra way of getting them seeing your content. And then obviously if you have any kind of announcements or things along that nature, then you could send out separate emails or include it in your newsletter. But yeah, I definitely think having an email list and emailing at least once a week in some way, shape or form is important to do. All right. So let's go back to your podcast. So can you give us an overview of your podcast and the advice during a typical um, episode? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So it's called Frugalpreneur, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget. And it's basically, I cover the different types of online business models. I usually interview someone who is in that area, get their expertise and then, like, I've interviewed Mac, Matt McWilliams. He's the affiliate guy. I've interviewed Mike Morrison, who's the membership guy. <laughs> like, different people. Nick Loper with Side Hustle Nation. Different people that have different niches and get their expertise. And then sometimes I'll have solo episodes where I'll talk about a particular, like, software that I recommend. And, like, like for example, I did an episode about SendFox. Um, and then... Uh, the first several episodes I did, I was interviewing like the CEOs or someone who works in the company for the different software programs that I recommend and kind of, they kind of give an overview of it and why it's beneficial and helpful for entrepreneurs. And so basically just kind of covering different topics as far as what types of online businesses, how to run them any kind of tips and tricks along the way, things like that. This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. So can you give us at least two or three biggest impact on your business because of your podcast? Oh, uh -huh. I would say first of all would be the connections I've been able to make because the thing with podcasting, it's like, so say that you want to talk to someone in your niche. So I'll say entrepreneurship because that's my niche say I want to interview someone or, or, or just get their opinion or advice on something, talk to them. If I were to contact them via mail or email or phone and say, hey, can I have an hour of your time? I just wanted to ask you a few questions and talk to you. One of three things would happen. They would either say no, they wouldn't respond, or they would say yes, but it'll cost you X amount of dollars. But if you have a podcast and you say, hey, can you come on my show? You're still going to get some no's and no responses, but you're much more likely to get to talk to people that 
you know, you want to talk to. And then it's almost kind of like a free one-on-one consultation because you can learn from them and all of that. And then they might know someone and it kind of snowballs. So just the connections I've been able to make. And then you can even like get clients that way, depending on what you do, you know, like, like, for example, you know, I have the podcast production agency. Maybe I have someone on my show or I go on their show and maybe they don't have someone yet and they're looking into that, you know, things like that. You, you never know who, um, what kind of connections you can make. So I would say that that's a big thing. Um, I would say another thing is like just the exposure because podcast directories are like search engines basically. And actually Google now transcribes podcasts automatically. So like if you were to search something in Google, and it's related to maybe a podcast episode, it it might actually show up in search results now. And so, uh, yes, just the the exposure, I think, is a lot. I think for me, I I feel like it's a lot easier than like, say, having a blog or something um, and, you know, people finding it. (laughs) Because, well, first of all, there's so many more blogs than podcasts. But so I would say those are a couple of the things is just the connections and along with the connections, also the possibility of getting clients and then the exposure as well. So why do you think podcasting is the new blogging or the website? So because you say it's it, there's a lot of blog now. Why, why, why do you think why podcasting is the new blogging? Yeah, so I I believe it was Seth Godin who said that, that podcasting is the new blogging. And last I checked back in October, there was over a million podcasts, like I think 1.6 million, which actually last year there was only 800,000. So it doubled in a year, even though podcasting has been around since 2004, I think. But there's like 600 million blogs last I checked. So... It, you're still like four or five, 600 times more likely to be found with your podcast than a blog because it's just not nearly as crowded. But also, like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. The The nice thing about podcasts are that people can multitask like they could be driving to work or they could be doing the dishes or any number of things and listen to your podcast and they could easily get through an hour-long show whereas if they were reading a blog or a book or a YouTube video I mean all of those things involve their eyes and so it's dedicated attention and um, the likelihood that you'll be able to to keep their attention for an hour or whatever with as busy as people are uh, isn't too likely. So I think just the ability for people to multitask and take in podcasts that audio in general, even audiobooks, that that's like going to be the new thing basically. And then as far as them being like the new website, I mean, you should still have a website, but you know, it's just like everyone, every business needs a website. It's kind of like, I think it's getting to the point where every business is going to need a podcast too. (laughs) Like, I think Wendy's even has a podcast, like all kinds of people have podcasts now that you wouldn't have thought of. Um, 
but it's kind of like the new normal, I guess, is, you know, have you heard that podcast? Or, yeah, I was listening on that podcast the other day, or what's your podcast? You know, like, it's the new, it's, I, I think it's just going to continue to gain popularity. Why every, uh, why every business owner or entrepreneur needs to leverage to have a podcast? Yeah, I think it's important because, well, probably because of like what I said earlier about the connections, like being able to connect with people um, in your space and then even get clients out of that and then the exposure too. Um, because if you just have a business and you have a web presence in social media, but you don't have a podcast, uh, podcasting is just one more way, I think, for people to find you and discover you. Plus, they get to know, like, and trust you after, you know, they listen to you day in, day out, or week in and week out, I guess. Um, and it, it's more of an intimate type of thing because they're hearing your voice versus just reading your words. Um, and so, like, say you have a podcast listener and maybe you get on a sales call with them, you're, I think you're more likely to, to close that sale because they already have, they already, it's almost like they've already been kind of sold on you. They, they know, like, and trust you. It's not like some complete stranger or voice you've never heard comes on the phone, you know? So, yeah, I definitely think every business practically should have a podcast. So what do you think the the future of podcasting? So I see some company like Spotify keep on buying a different podcast host. I think they're they're building their their strong their present on podcasts. So what do you think is the future of podcasting? Well, I mean, just in the past year, so it's gone. It, I think it was in 2019. It was there were 800,000 podcasts, and now. In 2020, a year later, there's double that. And if podcasting started like in 2004, so that was 15 years to get to 800,000 podcasts, and then it doubled in one year, I think it's just going to continue to grow. And it's almost, I think, going to be an expectation for businesses, at least. And a lot of people have podcasts that don't have a business. They just do it for fun to talk about whatever topic it might be. And it's just... I feel like it's going to get to the point where not only every business, but even almost every individual is going to feel the need to have a podcast to express themselves. And there's a niche for everything. I mean, <laughs> even the most bizarre podcasts could probably get a few listeners. So, yeah, I think the future is, I think it's just going to continue to grow. And like you said, Spotify in particular. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Is throwing a lot of money into podcasting with like Joe Rogan and the $100 million deal. And plus they're buying different apps, like you said, like uh, Anchor and... A bunch of others. And then there's some other companies that are getting, throwing a lot of money into it as well. So it's just going to get bigger and bigger.
So for our listener and audience as well, or business owner, entrepreneurs, and startup, so if they want to say wanted to create their own podcast or launch their own podcast, is that easy, or do I need someone to help them? Yeah, it is easy. You can, I mean, technically, you could start for free by going through like Anchor or something and using your phone with some ear pods. But I personally recommend, you know, I started my podcast for under $100. I try to do everything for under 100 That's <laughs> like my thing. But I got a ATR 2100 mic, which was like $60. And then I used Spreaker initially as my podcast host, which was free up to a certain point. And then it was like $7 a month. But yeah, so it, it's it's very affordable to get into as long as you already have a computer, which most people do. Really, I mean, you just need a mic for the most part. And then you need a podcast host. There has to be a place to to host your files. And then they distribute those files to the different podcast directories like Apple, Google, Spotify. There's like 20 different ones probably. So yeah, it's easy in that regard. Of course, a lot of people get stressed out with the editing part of it and the pro producing and repurposing and putting it on social media and show notes. And, and of course, you don't actually have to do all that stuff. You could just record and then upload it and that's the end of it. But usually people like to edit it, clean it up and things like that and create, you know, some notes with it and whatnot. So that that's what my company does is basically someone will just record their episode and send it to us and then we edit it, produce it, we create audiograms, show notes, blog posts, social media images, all that stuff. So it kind of depends on someone's budget. Like if they're totally bootstrapped and have no budget at all, they could either not do any of that stuff because you don't technically have to, even though it's kind of usually recommended and expected but but you could do it all yourself or you know outsource it if you do have the budget for it uh, and that saves a lot of time because basically for every hour spent recording it takes maybe another four to five to do like editing production the show notes the images the audiograms all that stuff so yeah it can get really time consuming but, and there's some free things online you can like record and edit into Audacity. And then I really like Descript where you can upload the file and it transcribes it for you and you can edit it via the, the transcript. That's really convenient and that's pretty affordable. It's like 15 a month. And then there's like Alla 2, which makes editing and whatnot really easy. That's I think 28 a month. So there's different ways to you know produce your own show affordably it's just time consuming all right thank you for that so why why do you think it's very important for a business owner entrepreneurs or anyone that the leverage of the podcast guesting so so that they can grow their audience why it's very important if you want to to grow your business yeah, so some people, if they already have a podcast, they're kind of like, well, why would I need to be a guest on other shows? And I think it's important to be a guest on other shows, whether you 
already have a podcast or not, because you're reaching that person's audience. Obviously, if you're on the show, you are within the same kind of niche that they're in. And so it's it's a more targeted audience. And if the person, like if you have a podcast and then you go on someone else's show, obviously their listeners are already listening to a podcast. So the chances that they're going to go over and listen, you know, check out your podcast are a lot greater than like doing a Facebook ad about your podcast. It's not too likely that someone's going to be scrolling Facebook, see an ad about a podcast and then be like, oh yeah, let me check that out and go to their, you know, podcast app. So I think, yeah. So if you have your own podcast going on other shows is good because you're leveraging that audience and they might come check out your show and you can grow your show that way. But even if you don't have your own podcast, it's good to go on other shows kind of for the same reason to, to leverage that audience to, because you might have some kind of product or service, you know, that you wanting to promote that that audience might be interested in. And then, you know, grow your business that way. This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. Okay. Do you have any final advice, especially, I think, because you have your podcast management service, and I think because of the podcast and keep on growing right now, almost a million or something. If if our listener is trying to wanted to have their own business and they're looking at on podcast management, say what what is your tip and advice to them if they want to go ahead with that type of a business? Oh, if they want to start like a podcast agency? Management, oh, okay. Agency. Yeah, that is a, because I've covered, I covered it, a, the topic of podcasting in some of my books, but not really podcast producing, like starting your own agency. There is a place called Podcast Production School. I actually have a, a review on my website of it. And that that's pretty good, a good way to learn like how to, you know, start a production agency basically and how to edit. Let's see. And that, that blog post, that's actually not on my personal site. That's on my um, podcastresourcedirectory.com is a website I created that lists different resources for someone looking to start a podcast. And right now, I think that's the only blog post I have up there right now is my review of the podcast production school. I think there might be a, a handful of different others, like podcast engineering school, I think is one. But yeah, different kind of online education courses and schools that teach you like how to edit and produce and start a production agency. So that might be a good place to, to look into. Thank you. Any parting words to our audience listener and watching right now? Yeah, so there's a few different things that I've learned throughout my entrepreneurial journey that I would, you know, warn others about is one, 
shiny object syndrome. Try to avoid that because I definitely experienced that for like a decade <laughs> trying these different things. It's like, I th and I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is you think of, you're always thinking of new ideas. And so you might be working on something and then you think of something else. And you're like, oh, let me check that out or start that out. But yeah, then you get sidetracked and yeah. So I would recommend avoid trying to avoid that. Another thing would be in the beginning, it's important to learn and you should continue to learn throughout your entrepreneurial journey. But at a certain point, if you don't ever implement what you're learning, it's kind of pointless. So I am at the point now where for every hour I spend learning, I try to spend another hour implementing. So I would say those are like the two main quick takeaways. And then, yeah, if people are interested in learning more about me and the things that I offer and whatnot, I have three books that I give away for free, the PDF version that are at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. And that's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com forward slash free. All right. Thank you so much uh, for your time. So to our audience and listeners, so please check the show notes. So all the links will be on the show notes. And if, if someone wanted to have a chat with you and also want to contact you, how they can reach you? Sure. Yeah. Well, you can reach me directly on my website, thesarahstjohn.com or on social media. I'm basically the Sarah St. John on all the platforms. All right. Thank you so much. So thank you. This is another episode of the Tribe Podcast under Ospot Syndicate. And this is brought to you by the Kangaroo Firm Media Lab Agency, a podcast management agency. Thank you so much. See you next week for another episode. Thank you. Thank you for your time for another episode of Tribe Podcast under Osport Syndicate. Thank you to our sponsor, Kangaroo Firm Media Lab, a podcast management service. You can check them at www.kangaroofirm.com. And also, if you want to join our community, so follow us on the Facebook at Rebounds Australia. Thank you. Or check our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Ospod Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com